Hello dear friends, welcome to ZenPod once again. Gives me delight to welcome Julie Lewis to the studios. Julie is a seasoned speaker, an adventurer, entrepreneur, resilience consultant and an author who challenges and changes the way people think, act and dream. She has three decades of experience in leading multinational teams in challenging and unpredictable environments giving her a leading edge when it comes to adaptive resilience. Judy is an author of the C-suite bestseller TV book, Moving Mountains, Discover the Mountain in You. Julie offers customized corporate mastermind retreats and adventures in resilience through signature expeditions, polar expeditions to the Arctic and the Antarctica. Over the last 17 years, she has led multinational teams of women and men on 61 expeditions to over 20 countries, including Nepal, Tibet, Bhutan, Mongolia, all the way to Africa, South America, Iran, Russia, Malaysia, Vietnam, India, Borneo, Morocco, and many other. Julie holds a degree in sports science from UK and is a member of the International Positive Psychology Association. She holds prestigious certifications in psychology, resilience, and well-being from reputed universities such as Penn, University of North Carolina, Yale, etc., she also has completed the level 1 and 2 of the Zen leadership training. In addition, she is a certified advanced stress management instructor. Julie is a professional member of the National Speakers Association and a million dollar roundtable selected conference speaker. She is the brand ambassador for Land Rover in the Middle East. Julie has been bestowed with MEA and the MENA UAE Business Awards. Please join me in welcoming Julie Lewis to our studios. Hello, dear friends. Welcome to ZenPod once again. I have somebody phenomenal, like they say, as tall as the mountains in the studio today, Julie Lewis. Julie, welcome. And I must tell you this, while we plan for a week or a month in advance for our holidays, Julie plans exactly 12 months in advance. And I can tell you this, she's planning to go to the Antarctica in November or December of, no, December of 2022 in the Christmas New Year Eve, right? That's Over right. to you, Julie. Yeah. Welcome. Thank you so much. And I'm absolutely delighted that we finally get to connect. And just the word Zen pod. Zen is, yeah, a beautifully simplicity of life. And I really resonate with that. Thank you. Thank you so much. Julie, how do you view and define spirituality in your realm of things? Yeah, you know, I think now more than ever, spirituality is a very essential, critical dimension of our lives, basically. And for me, it's, it's linked into relationships. That's relationship with yourself, with others. And of course, for me, with nature, it could be with your clients or the environment that you live in. Um, it's also very much about our values, you know, what's important, our core values. Uh, these are our, like our inner GPS, you know, they're the driving force of all our decisions. And then very much about your purpose or passion, you know, your joie de vivre, your raison d'etre, like why do you get up in the morning? So for me, it's that relationships, values and passion. And then also just that sense or feeling that there's there's something, a higher force in you, whether that's nature, um, God or religious or, you know, whatever it is. And when you look at the word spirit, you know, inspiratus, to breathe life into something, inspire, um, you know, I think it's just, 
it's an essential element. And I think over the last couple of years in particular, you know, that spiritual resilience about what's important, the relationships that I have with myself and others and, and the environment that I'm in and I value what's really, really important to me. So that's kind of my definition of um, spirituality. It's not about eating broccoli and doing yoga and meditation. That is also part of that. But, you know, I mean, and it's yeah. obviously for me, it's not to be kind of um, intermingled with religion. I think they're two separate things that they're both essential elements but for me spirituality is absolutely essential it's a it's a, a daily commitment to ourselves i yeah. think really what fuels that spirit yeah no it's beautiful you say this because you know and thank god whoever i've spoken to some of the previous guests who are you know as accomplished as you are uh, none of them have confused spirituality with religion clearly they believe a lot yes. of them like you believe it to be a way of life they find yes. solace in it nature of course is i mean she is the mother of all of us so she uh, yes. and, and you live very close to it uh, julie you do personally I you do. do i know so uh, <laughs> it's, it's awesome so we will we will talk more about that journey evolution of uh, julie lewis would you please share with the listeners yeah do you know it's so funny when i looked at this question and i kind of looked through some <laughs> of my journals that i kept or even pictures of myself in my 20s 30s 40s 50s each of the decades of my life and i think Wow, you know, all the experiences that I've gathered along the way, whether they've been really, wow, fantastic experiences, not so good experiences, or real, you know, heartbreaking, big wake-up call experiences. And I think each one of those, whether they've been good or not so good, have been part of my kind of spiritual awakening, made me question life a little bit more. What did I learn about that? What would I do differently if my young niece asked me a question about that? What, how would I answer? So really coming from a kind of sports science degree background, being in the health and fitness industry, to then climbing that first mountain to give myself a higher perspective. And then, you know, that taking me on a different career direction. It's, I think it's a constant, never-ending journey of unfolding. And, you know, as I approach, you know, my 60 stage next April, it's just very, very interesting for a for everyone, I think, to just look back on that journey and then decide, well, where do I go from here? <laughs> What's the next chapter of Julie Lewis, the evolution, really? And um, stronger, wiser, bolder are words that come into my mind right now. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. You know, and, and you spoke about uh, you reaching a landmark next year, and I know you've planned a lot of things. Outdoors, uh, Julie, what do they mean to you and specifically the mountains? Yeah, you know, the outdoor for me, it's it's my food and oxygen. Whenever my energy is low, I think, mm, I think I've been spending too much time indoors looking at a screen. So I, I need to get out. And that's my, uh, you know, my energy boost, basically. And the mountain, um, very, very much, you know, when I, um, in, in my 30s, I had... Um, a personal tragedy. My husband of seven years collapsed oh, with a heart so aneurysm. He was a professional squash player. And oh, that God. was that was huge. You know, I was 36. He was 41. Totally unexpected. And, you know, I, I did what, you know, people advise, not make any big changes, stayed in my job, stayed, um, you know, stayed grounded. And then one morning I was brushing my teeth thinking, I think I need to go to the mountains. And, and why that it was just like some message from, you know, it was a bit of a shoulder soul tap. And so I went to Malaysia and I climbed a mountain to celebrate my 40th birthday, uh, to mark that. And it just gave me that higher perspective, you know, and I, 
think of the qualities of a mountain, the, the qualities that I wanted to really build and boost in myself, and that's strength, resilience, spirituality, uh, you know, weathering the storms, full of potential. And, you know, for me, mountains are very majestic. And, you know, they do stand their ground. You know, the storms come and they stand there and they weather the storms and then they know they pass. So it was a kind of very, um, you know, a, a great metaphor for where I was. I wanted to um, rise above the, you know, the, the current situation and get a higher, fresh perspective. And when I did, you know, it was like somebody just pulled the cork and it was just like, oh, I can breathe again, wow. you know, I'm alive. Wow. You know, I need to make the best, you know, every breath I take, every heartbeat, I need to make this count now. And how could I honor that, you know, and encourage others to, to know that, you know, when people do transcend or, you know, go to the spirit world, it's, it's very, very sad. And there's cognitive reframes that you can do and everything. But, you know, the important thing is then reconnecting to what's important to you. And, and, and it was the mountain for me, you know, for others, it's going to uh, an ashram and or going to the ocean or going on a long, long walk, you know, the Camino de Santiago. You know what? What I always thought was, and I, I still do, that when something really knocks us off our mountain, it's very much tears. And there could be tears of joy or tears of sadness, a journey. And that could be an inner journey, doing the inner work, or an outer journey, you know, exploring the world. And a journal, you know, I kept a journal. You know, I feel sad. I want to feel happy again. I feel empty. I want to be full. Um, so these contrasts and clarities in life. So it was very, very specific for me. Uh, there's no right, wrong, good, bad, or a difference. It's not a mountain for everybody. But for me, the mountains were calling, and I had to answer. So, um off I went. <laughs> wow. 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 Amazing. Yeah. While I was doing some research on you, uh, Julian, I do that with all my guests. I, I loved one of your quote that kind of stood out and hit me and it said, discover the mountain in you. Yes. And, and that was amazing. Can you please elaborate more for the listeners? Yes. You know, um, I am a mountain. You are a mountain. You know, when I think of the mountain, I think of our inner resources, basically. And the, these strengths and characteristics, when I say to when I speak at events or run programs, when I say the word mountain, what does that, you know, what words do you think of? And people think of courage, strength, yeah. stability, grounded and everything. So, you know, it's when we feel challenged and we're out of our normal everyday home, work, home, shopping mile, home, restaurant, you know, out of our normal autopilot mode. And, and I often say like, switch off the phone, switch off technology, and tune into your inner mountain because your inner mountain is your guide. It's your intelligence. It's your intuition. And you have all the answers. Um, and it's only when you're quiet and still or, you know, get off the digital highway, which I know we're on now and I'm loving it. <laughs> it's, um, yeah, so there is a, a mountain within, it, within every one of us. And it's only when we're challenged and we have to dig deep to find it. You know, become very, very resourceful. And at the same time, you know, I like water because water always finds a way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah. It does. Yeah, awesome. Awesome. You know, you, you undertake several treks, big, small, challenging, tough ones. Are there, uh, Julie, any specific qualities or resources that you call on or bring to the fore before you undertake something? You know, I think this comes back to the concept of spirituality in terms of values, what's important for me. And um, one of my top values is my health, 
growth, learning, you know, exploration, adventure, discovery, and, and MAD, I say, making a difference. Um, so really, it's um, it's a call of the mountain. It's one of my values to, to challenge myself physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally. And really, you know, that's part of the why. You know, why do we climb mountains? Why do we write a book? Why do we start a business? You know, it's got a strong emotional, like Simon Sinek, start with your why. Get really clear. Why is this important to me? Is it, am I doing this for fun? Am I doing this for a charity? Am I doing this for my, um, you know, status as a, a mountaineer? Um, am I doing it because I'm taking a group and this is part of my business? So it's really about getting very clear about why you want to do it, what you want to do, where you want to go, and then really committing all your energy into that. You know, what's the best time of the year to go to that? mountain or that trek or that country what resources do I need do I need a guide you know do I need to um, ramp up my game on the fitness so and you know it's just those are the qualities you know that choice you know decisions that determine your destiny you know awesome. I hope that answered that <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely but but specifically and I want to go back and connect to the first question and you probably are very qualified to answer do you believe uh, julie that spirituality in the way you defined it or a deeper power drives you to do and achieve what you have so far yes yeah without a doubt i can say hand on hearts that whether it's out of um, inspiration or desperation or perspiration <laughs> or the asians you know that sometimes um and sometimes it's it, you can't actually put a word on it. You know, it just comes out of the blue. You know, I usually come up with an idea and it's usually when I'm walking or swimming or sometimes when I'm in the shower and I just think, oh, I'd like to do that. And I think, well, where did that come from? You know, it's, it, it defies logic sometimes. Right, and right, I've had lots right. of people say that, you know, I want to go and open an orphanage in Africa. I want to uh, start my own business and do X, Y, Z. But, you know, where did that come from? And it's just, you know, that, knowing that inner knowing so yeah definitely spirituality because it's about a relationship with myself others and nature it's about my values and that inner gps that driving force behold on my decisions and then that passion and purpose brilliant okay and uh, you have been you've, you've written a book moving mountains and i'm not surprised after knowing you tell the <laughs> listeners a little bit about the book and where can they buy the book Sure. Well, I definitely know it's still available on, on Amazon and Kindle uh, across the board. And uh, for people that are in Dubai, in the UAE, it's at Magrudy's WH Smith. It's still it's widely available, even though it was published back in 2016. It's one of those timeless books, actually. And it's it's very much a collection of what I would say soulful stories, insights, um, ideas and calls to action to really help people if they're feeling a little bit stuck and they really can't see the mountain in themselves and they, and, you know, wow. they need to wow. find it, you know. So it talks about values, about clarity, about confidence, about how you build courage and, and what brings you joy and resilience and about self-remembering, really. You know, when people say, oh, it's a self-development book, and I say, it's actually self-remembering because we know ourselves better than everybody else. And sometimes all these gifts are being pushed down, pushed down, pushed down. And then all of a sudden, when we give ourselves time and space, um, what's important, what's not important? Um, you know, what are my values? What's important to me? What brings me joy? You know, when I ask people and I do talk, tell me three things that bring you joy. 
Some people can go straight away. My yeah. kids, my work, you know, my dog, um, right. swimming in the ocean. And some people think, hmm. And I think, oh, my gosh, you know, <laughs> am I in a different planet? Because, right. you know, I think micro moments of joy across the day are so important. You know, whether that's just sipping on my nice green tea, um, soaking in a bath, lighting a candle, um, having a giggle with one of my colleagues. You know, these are small things, but when they're done consistently, that really kind of keeps your energy levels high. And, you know, for me, what brings you joy gives you energy. That's for sure. So the book really is all about that. It's a little bit about my story, but it has around 50 stories of my clients who climbed real or metaphorical mountains, whether it's been, uh, you know, a business, a relationship, a career or decisions that they've had to make where, you know, they've really had to think, what do I need right now? You know, that's a very, very big, powerful question that's in the book. You know, what do I need right now? And I've been asking myself that a lot, you know, especially over these two years and also my clients, you know, what do you need right now? Um, do you, do you need a good laugh? Do you need, um, you know, do you need more resilience training? Do you need to just run around in the park and let your hair down and dance? And, you know, what do you need? And then gift yourself. And that's a great question to ask your partner, your kids, your clients, so that you can actually be of service to them, yeah, without assuming what they need. Yeah. And just to hold you on to this question, I, I, what do you need now? And that's a great question, right? And mm. We do ask ourselves this question, Julie, but uh, the answer is something else. It's, it's more often than not, uh, the answer is not where I am. The answer is I would like to be, I ought to be somewhere else. And we mm. don't pursue it. So what would you, what would you suggest? You know, there's um, two P's that really are the enemies of success and resilience, and that's procrastination and perfectionism. <laughs> and it's, you know, oh, I'll do that someday and I thought mm, someday that's not a day in the week this Monday Tuesday Wednesday Thursday Friday Saturday and Sunday and then somehow we've invented this someday or one day and um you know I think it's very much like fortune favors the bold really and there's a, a lovely um a lady that I follow in the kind of personal development world her name's Mel Robbins and she has um a five four three two one thing so she said if you if you decide you're going to do something Within the five, four, three, two, one, take some action that will move you towards that. So for myself, I have something called the power of three. And it's like three things I can do that will move me towards my goal. Do I need to make a phone call, do a bit of research, um, ask, you know, find somebody that's already done what I want to do. So it's really, uh, you know, it doesn't have to be big, massive steps. It could be small steps taken daily that will move you in the right direction. Um, so even some baby steps and if you know if they're not in the right direction you just know you can do a u-turn take a sharp left or a right it's the power of the start you know we've got knowledge and if we choose not to use that knowledge then it's it's I think it's very selfish you know taking action on our goal is really really important yeah brilliant uh, and, and and I also feel sometimes it's the the uh, discomfort or the fear of the unknown that we choose to hang around, right? Yes, uh, it's yeah. you know fear of criticism, fear yeah. of failure, yeah. uh, fear of being laughed at. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think there's a, there's many many fears, and that's that kind of false evidence appearing real or face right. everything and rise. You know, and it's like anything else. The first time you do anything, you know, the first time you 
start walking, you fall yeah. down. When yeah. you, you think crawl, walk, run, you fall down. And our parents saying, come on, come on, come on, get back up. They don't say, oh, forget it, you've fallen down 10 times. You obviously can't do that. <laughs> Otherwise, we, you know, where is that resilience that we had as a young child to to keep on keeping on, to know when to take a break, uh, to ask for help, you know, as well, which is a big one. Yeah. Beautiful. Uh, you've done some exhilarating things, exciting things. I myself, uh, before I framed this question, I wrote down and I said there are too many of them. But then I said, okay, what, Julie, really has been your biggest moment? Biggest moment. And again, you know, I think it's it's really in what context, you know, it could be in business, in life, in relationships and everything. Um, You know, certainly from being physically challenged uh, on a mountain when there was a a storm and literally having to turn around very, very quickly uh, and nearly being blown off the mountain. That's the closest (laughs) I think I felt to, you know. (laughs) not being here anymore and I was just like oh no I've still got so much to say and do you know I can't go now and and that you know right focus focus and and obviously attempting to swim the English channel that was pretty pretty epic um and then you come to things like you know leading uh training and leading a team of breast cancer survivors to Antarctica and creating a film and a book you know for me that joy and the reward of um working with a team of women um, who've already gone through a major health challenge that are willing to say yes to the adventure of life and say, look, this is not a death sentence. Yes, yes, I will come, you know, so that trust. Um, I think probably on a personal basis, it's very much, you know, loss of loved ones. You know, my 36, when uh, when I was, I first right. lost my first, I'm not collecting husbands, by the way. <laughs> and then, um, you know, Kaylin, um, I married nine years after my first husband. I remarried nine years after my first husband passed uh, to Kaylin. And we've been married 13 years now. And three wow. years ago, I went through a major, major health challenge of um oh for brain cancer really given six oh I'm months. so sorry so he became my project then really and and you know I would say that the last three years with you know Kaylin's um uh, health challenge my father passing my mum passing COVID and and people say how and you know when COVID came on said how are you dealing with this I said well when I've dealt with some of the other things you know then this is small compared to losing a parent or yeah, yeah. your yeah, right. husband and make it through the night. So this is when our spiritual resilience, our mental emotions right. is super, super important. So I've had some big moments, you know, I've spoken on the stage at the million dollar round table conference in Los Angeles and my background is not finance at all, but you know, I talked about resilience and most speakers dream of being on that MDRT right. thing. You know, it takes a while, you know, and I kept applying, 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 and then finally I got that call. It's like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, you know, thankfully my father was still alive, you know, when I published my book and, wow. and I was on that stage and, wow. you know, you know, from a, a builder's daughter from Yorkshire, you know, it, I just thought, uh, gosh, I've made, you know, we all want to make our parents proud. You know, True. we want to think True. that, you know, they, they gave us this gift of life and, and our way of saying thank you is brilliant. doing them proud. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Water, Julie, you say has all the answers. Why do you say that? You know, water is one of the only um, elements that kind of can exist in three forms so it's very very clever very smart you know it's a liquid it's it's gas and it's ice it's solid and it can shape shift between those so it can depend on which environment it's it can freeze or it can boil or it can evaporate into thin air and 
it's an element that's very soft, but it's strong. You know, water has the power to give life and it also has the power to destroy life. So it's very, you know, if the mountain is the yang, the, the water is the yin, but it's also quite strong. Uh, what I like about the elements, well, wherever there's water, there's life. You know, no water, no life. We can go without food for, I don't know, 30 days. We can go without water for, I don't know, three days or something. And then obviously air, we can go for a very short period of time. So these things that we take for granted, you know, water and the air that we breathe, um, you know, we, we won't exist without them. So for me, water um, always finds a way. It's very resilient and it's the elixir of life, you know, and totally, it's, it's that totally. intuitive, emotive you know, flow. So there's a lovely expression or quote, I should say, by Lao Tzu, stand like mountain, flow like water. And this is from thousands of years ago. And I think it's so applicable today that, yes, there are times when we need to stand our ground and stand like a mountain. And then there's times when we just say, oh, I let go, I give this one to the universe. And then we become this river of resilience, responding to what's going on underneath, what's ahead of us, winding our way, you know, very dynamically, so I talk about rivers of resilience when I do talks for companies. You know, do you need to be a mountain or do you need to be a river or do you need to be a lake right now, calm and observing and reflective? Um, so there's a lot of natural awesome. metaphors with business and nature. Brilliant. Uh, if Julie were not into outdoor sport, what yeah. would you be doing? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I think I'd, <laughs> I'd be a podcast man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've often thought I would love to be like a, a TV presenter, you know, like interviewing wow. people and wow. finding questions, you know. And I mean, I think I'm also a bit of a closet dancer. I like moving my body. So, I mean, okay. I think a dancer, TV presenter, a health coach, a brand ambassador, you know, I'd really love to be a spokeswoman for, you know, a campaign that I'm absolutely passionate, whether that's the environment, children's education. Something like that, really. So I, I think, yeah, maybe that's going to be in my next decade. That, yeah. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Uh, you know, we spoke about your biggest moment and you said so many things. So, Julian, I don't want to give you the answer, but uh, would your toughest or biggest challenge would have been losing your mom very recently? And I'm sorry about that, but... Yeah, you know, I think there's something um, about losing a parent that with all the the education and tools and professional certifications on emotional intelligence, resilience, and positive psychology. You know, I've climbed mountains, I've averted disasters. Right. I know all this stuff. So, so what is the big deal? The big deal is that this woman carried me for nine months, gave birth to me, was created Correct. out of love Correct. Correct. for my parents that were together for 71 years. Oh, Lord bless um, them. Wow. I know, I know. And, wow. um, I was, you know, what was very special about that time period was that I was able to spend five and a half weeks with her as she kind of started her transition process. And um, that was because I'd actually taken a flight to Greece uh, in the summer thinking um, to avoid the 10-day hotel <laughs> quarantine thing that I'm already halfway home um, and then literally within a few days of being there I, I contacted my sisters because I Skype with them every two three days and they said mum's not doing too well I actually said on a scale of one to ten where ten she's about to transition where is she and they said seven I said I am coming tomorrow and literally 
PCR test, boom. And, then, and, I, and I called Kaylin because she was in Saudi. I said, I'm staying here now until the inevitable happens. My mum was 96. She was just about a week Beautiful. short of being 97. So again, yes, a full and fulfilling life. But boy, you know, it's when the mothership goes down. Yeah. <laughs> that's like, yeah. Whoa. Yeah, um, that's true. It is true. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and, and that's true. They leave a, uh, they leave a void. And I actually lost my both my parents, unfortunately, very young. Uh, yeah, they do leave a void that I'm telling you this doesn't get filled at all. Yeah, unfortunately, doesn't get. Filled, and I think, right? yeah, you know what I do now. I mean, I have a picture of her. I like to candle for her. I have conversations yeah. with yeah. her. Yeah. Um, whenever I see butterflies, then I know that's mom because the day after she passed. In the garden back at home, there were so many butterflies. Beautiful, like, beautiful. Oh, and you know, butterflies are all about transformation. Correct. And as you go on to that next journey. Right. So whenever, um, and she's, you know, she um, she had vascular dementia, Avenkian. Okay. And some people Sorry. get kind of very aggressive like that. And she had that for about 10 years. And she would weave in and out of like, she was sharp. And then she oh my would God. what you had for breakfast, she wouldn't know. But um she was very, very, you know, very resilient. She always, she told, you know, even in the last two, three weeks of her life, let me get up, let me get up. You know? oh. so it was just, wow. I don't know, she was one of 10 siblings. And I think, you know, when you, she was born in 1924 and when somebody's gone through, you know, that time period, yeah. the Second World War and, and the depressions and, and they didn't have any of the, the resources that we have, that exactly. makes you a real <laughs> <laughs> so um she was one one heck of a woman so for wow. me to to live out you know their legacy of my parents would be my yeah. greatest the next book will be in dedication to my mom for sure Beautiful. she yeah. should be she'd be so proud hearing you say this about her I sure. know, Dorothy, Dorothy, yeah, yeah really really so <laughs> wonderful so wonderful you know and you mentioned a very key word on your in your message about mom you said resilience uh, yes. Julie, you run a few impactful programs on resilience for corporate uh, leaders. Uh, one, I wanted to share a little more about it, about the program with the listeners. And also, yeah. uh, if somebody is interested or some organization is, how can they reach out to you and how does it work? So please. Sure. Many, many years ago, somebody actually said to me, Julie, you're so resilient. And I said, what does that actually mean? Is it good to be resilient? <laughs> and so I looked at it and I thought, wow, yes, I am. <laughs> and I thought, can we measure this? Because obviously corporates, you know, it, it's, yeah. it's a soft skill, but it has a strong impact. So Correct. I studied with a group of business psychologists <laughs> in the UK. I studied with Penn University. And basically, you know, what is resilience? Why is it important? How do we develop it? What types of resilience, physical, mental, spiritual, emotional, financial resilience, you know, that's a big one these days, isn't it? Um, environmental resilience. And what are some of these elements? So it's the ability, I, most people say to bounce back. I like to say to bounce forward because we're not going backwards, we're going forwards. To bounce forward, higher and stronger, to really, you know, be calm and optimistic, to be able to adapt swiftly, um, to manage our stress and anxiety to really have an open and flexible mindset instead of we've always done it this way because things are changing so fast. So I talk about adaptive resilience because you can't hang on for dear life and say, no, this is how we've always done it. You've got to let go. Um, and that accountability. And the big one really is focusing on solutions. That's huge. Um, you know, we can talk all day about what's going on, what's going on. Right. But the key thing is to say, what are the solutions? 
this is the situation and spend the next 10, 15 minutes in a, in a management meeting saying, what are the solutions? You give me three, you give me three, you give me three, and then come up with a solution. So for me, you know, it is a, a critical skill now, and I think it will continue to be an essential skill. And more and more organizations are realizing that and say we need to provide resilience training. So I've done 90-minute talks to Whoa. give take sessions, half-day programs, full-day programs. I have something called Air Adventures in Resilience because I believe taking people out of their normal office scenario, and that's kind of more and more possible these days, whether Correct. it's sitting in a park in a desert or somewhere a little bit different, um, to really uh, tap into that innate resilience and what does it mean. And you can actually measure it. So I have um, an RQ, a resilient quotient, that gives you those elements and how you are on those. Is, is it is it, you know, exceptional, um, developing, established or non-existent, you know? And the big one in this one is optimism. And, you know, this positivity, there's a lovely quote from the best exotic Marigold Hotel, and I quote this often, everything will be all right in the end. And if it's not all right, it's not the end. You know, wow. so wow. long-term vision. And wow. it's just to me that it's, I get goosey. It's the ultimate optimistic quote. It's not all right right now, but it's not the end. You know, you know, it's not having the rose-colored spectacles burying your head in the sun saying everything's hunky-dory when it's not. It's actually saying, look, I know things are challenging right now and, and saying this to your team. And this is what we can do. And just doing our best every day um, towards a, a goal, you know, and, and I think resilience, uh, it's a superpower. Let's just say that it's a superpower. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. You you talk to corporate leaders, you mix with them, you engage with them. Uh, Julie, you know, and we've all been through trying times in the last year, year and a half. Yes. Uh, maybe we are better off in this region, but some of the developing countries are really having it tough. Uh, yes. what, would, what, would your, what would your message be to these corporate leaders? You know, I think it's been very much about um, energy management, okay. really, about how you're managing your personal energy, from, for, you know, how you're thinking, eating, moving, sleeping, you know, um, really self-awareness and, and, and really being able to get a higher perspective by standing back and, and stepping out of this wheel, uh, you know, of, of stress and change and change. So really taking what I call, you know, the stillness and silence uh, and, and very much a Socratic approach to decision making, to engage your team, really. And I think leaders generally, you know, we need to be lifelong learners, <laughs> Yeah, uh, I think absolutely. that's important. So know thyself, as Socrates would say, know thyself. What are my strengths? What are my areas of development? But also that social intelligence of looking at your team, looking at your clients and knowing that we've all we're all been in this storm together. But some of us have experienced it very, very differently. So how can we support others and be aware of that and give them the tools, the support um, so that they can continue to perform and be creative and not shrink you know to actually open up and you know some of the words I use in, in my talks you know collaboration connection compassion right. uh, courage curiosity asking great questions being a great listener there's so much you know I mean I just think you know being a leader uh, incorporates such a broad width and and more so now than ever it's really being able to step back from a situation calm and focused 
and then come back in with some solutions and, and some very, very, you know, focused decisions around, you know, what's the next step on, on our journey as a team. Yeah. Brilliant. On the same, you know, one if one hears or listens to you for five or 10 minutes, one gets down to backpacking and putting on mountaining shoes and saying, I'm going mountaineering. What is yeah. your message, Julie, for aspiring mountaineers? You know, I think it's, you know, it's this um, burning reason why, you know, why do you want to go and climb a mountain? What is it about the mountain? What is it about, um, you know, kayaking across a lake? What is it? And it's, it's really about dreaming about something, you know, imagining what, what's possible, um, daring to do that and deciding to do it, making a plan and finding a guide, <laughs> you know, somebody that's already been there and done that and really then training, you know, it's important. It's like anything else in life. The preparation is so important. That means that when you actually go to climb the mountain or whatever challenge you've set yourself is that you are prepared as far as you possibly can be. I mean, you never know because there's always expect the unexpected, but you then you can actually enjoy it, you know. And I can always tell when I've been training teams that, you know, accountability. I'll say, you know, train three, three times a week by yourselves, you know, go to the gym or go for a walk. And then together on Saturdays, we'll get together together. And I can always tell somebody who's not really being quite accountable. And, and then I'll just have a little conversation. Is there anything I can help you out with? Is there, you know, there's maybe something going off at home or other things. Um, but this is that accountability. You know, if you say you're going to do something, do it. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the four agreements. Um, Don Miguel Ruiz, it's um, be impeccable with your word. So if you say you're going to do something, do it. The second one is don't make assumptions. So for me, that means asking lots of questions. Uh, don't take anything personally, which is huge, you know, for all of us. And the fourth one is um, always do your best. And of course, his young son, Don Miguel Ruiz Jr. came up with the fifth agreement, which is be skeptical, but listen. Um, so it's a bit like the seven habits and then the eighth habit came along. There's always a little bit something else. I'm sure there's going to be another one coming soon. But, you know, I think it's really about having great dreams and being open to possibilities um, and, you know, unlocking your highest potential. Yeah. I just watched that Netflix um, documentary called 14 Pieces. Oh, my goodness. Outstanding, oh. isn't it? Oh my <laughs> goodness! Guy, I mean, know, I mean, is he for real? And I'm like, wow. I know, just incredible. So you know, it, it just takes one decision that can determine yeah. your destiny. Yeah. To say, I am going to do this. I'm going to put my house on the line. You know, yes, yes. And he, he actually did that, right? He didn't get the money and. Wow. Yeah. I was very impressed. And I'm, you know, I, I think I, I have huge respect for his wife too, for supporting yeah. him. Oh, incredible. Yeah. Incredible. So yeah, yeah. absolutely and phenomenal. his mom, bless his mom. Oh my goodness. God yeah. bless her. Yeah. Oh my yeah. goodness. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, you have done, you have done so many things, Julie. You've actually done more than what somebody, some of us would dream of. You've actually gone and done it. Is there anything you've still not achieved, but would like to? Oh my gosh, so much. And I'm still so young. I'm still my so teacher. young. <laughs> I am ashamed of myself. <laughs> you know, um, I've created this 60 Years on the Planet project for next year because wow. I think really um, to celebrate 60 years, but also to give other people an opportunity to what I call rewild, to reconnect to nature, 
to restore their mental and emotional well-being and to regenerate, i.e. leave a place better than they found it by planting trees, but also leave themselves better than they found themselves at the beginning of the trip, really, because I do think this uh, last year and a half has caused yes. a lot of havoc yes. for people on all different levels. Yes. Yes. Um, a second book, you know, I thought because I'd written one, it would be really easy. And because of certain things that have been happening, I've not had that flow. And I thought, you know, come on, let's, where's that creative juices again? So the second book will be about water. Um, you know, things like creating my own system. I've done a lot of studies. So to create a system uh, that incorporates, you know, the physical, mental, spiritual emotions. So it's a, an actual process or system that anyone could kind of go through really when they feel stuck maybe I'll call it oxygen or something because you know we need we all need to breathe more easily um road trips you know I um I would love to do a big road trip with Kaylin have my own tv show awesome <laughs> yeah yeah and and do a lot more NGO work you know yes. a lot of my challenges during um when I first started Mountain High they always had them what I called a mad love, making a difference, lots of valuable experiences. That wow. was the mad love. And it was either raising awareness for our health or supporting a community program in the country that we went to. Um, and I think that's very important, you know, whether we plant a tree, clean up a beach, support a, a, a children's education right. project. So that, that really, to me, is very, very important. That's part of your kind of legacy, isn't it? And inspiring the next generation to to do good and be good, really. Awesome, yeah. awesome. Brilliant, yeah. brilliant. Julia, I, I, before we actually close, I want to do a rapid fire with you, if you don't mind. Oh, yes. Go. Okay. Let's go. Ahead. <laughs> and I'm sure you have. Okay, so describe the following. The outdoors. Soul food, oxygen, life. Wow. Mountains. Strength, stability, resilience, beauty, majestic, gorgeous. <laughs> Water? Water is life. Yeah, flow. Yeah, I, I liked what you said. The elixir, really, really, it is. Yes, it wellness? is. Wellness? Gosh, you know, for me, that's the perfect interlocking of the physical, mental, spiritual, emotional, social environment because... You know, we can often keep going to the gym, going to the gym, but if we're eating crap, we're not getting a good night's sleep. Um, we're in a, an environment that's not good for us. So it's it's that kind of integrated um, elements, yeah. Okay. And finally, Julie's? Love and joy in action. Wow. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Uh, Julie, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's been so exciting and so... Um, invigorating talking to you i can't tell you it's time has just flown off and uh, i know it's amazing you, you are i can i can do a season on you so uh, yeah. just a full season <laughs> fantastic uh, before we before we close uh, is there something you would like to share with the listeners uh, julian you know you've been through you've had you've had a, a great life you've had your own moments of challenges you've had tragedies and you've come out of it and you're shining and smiling and and you're, yeah. you're putting out a lot more than what, what you're getting from the system. So uh, one is, uh, what would you like to share with the listeners? Uh, any message? And also, if somebody wants to reach out to you, is there an email ID or a website that they can? So Sure. The website is simply www.julie-lewis.com. So it's just my name with the hyphen in between. And really, you know, 
in life, it's universal. We'll have the good times and not so good times or the heartbreaking times. And I think, you know, for me, if, I, you know, you look up, you smile and you say, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> you know, or dance or sing or do something. And I think the lovely Zen proverb actually is move and the way will open. Um, you know, and the other one is be op open to everything attached to nothing. So I think this is that, you know, when you feel stuck, when you feel like battered down, move, whether that's moving your mind, your body, but move in the way will open and just know that, you know, the sun's going to come up and whatever you're breathing and whatever your heart's still beating, make the most of it. Yeah. Awesome. Beautiful. Thank you very much, Julie. I wish you a lovely uh, life. Uh, great <laughs> next year. And um, Good luck, good luck with all your ventures. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you, you very, thank very you. much. Namaste, thank you so Namaste. much. Namaste.